Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. We're back here in the month of June in the height of summer. Uh, we're happy to be back after our break last week. And uh, actually for, for us, the three of us, it's been a bit of a break because we actually pre-recorded our episode before that almost a week in advance. So it's it's been a while. It's good to be back. I'm Illegal86, one of your stalwart hosts and my other two stalwart hosts and excellent friends are Nerd Bomber and Tactic. Say hello, guys. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? So yeah, good to be back. W- w- wouldn't you agree? Good to be here. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it, I mean, it's been nice because the weather's been kind of nice. So like, it was nice to have a little bit of a reprieve, but I definitely miss doing this every week. Yeah, it's it's been... I, I think summer, summer episodes are the ones that I think about personally. Not that there are other seasons aren't also great, but like, and granted, in summer, we'll usually do our, our E3 episode. And of course, this year, we won't get to do that. But, you know, there's summer, there's just there's something about summertime, you know, the granted, we're sitting inside, we're not enjoying the nice weather. But personally, by me right now, it's raining. So I'm pleased to be to be here uh, more than ever. We have a great slate tonight. We're going to be talking about what I'm learning is one of Nerdbomber's favorite things, Neopets, uh, has introduced a mobile app, so that's, that's on the docket. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of the big Bungie announcements that came out today, and of course, uh, we're going to be talking about this new trailer for Bill and Ted's, well, it's not Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, that's the third one, Bill and Ted 3, Face the Music, that's what it is, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, we'll talk about that trailer, uh, we've all watched it, I believe Tectic has seen the movies, so we'll get into that, but first... Uh, the headliner topic of the day in which I feel like Nerd Bomber is going to wax poetic. That's right. Neopets, the phenomenon, I would call it a phenomenon of the late 90s, early 2000s. They're back. And granted, they haven't really been gone necessarily. But the news here is that they have introduced a mobile app, uh, which is in beta testing. So I have a lot of questions, but I feel like I need to turn the floor over to, to Nerd Bomber. I, I have no Neopets experience. I did not know it still existed until today, until we talked about talking about this on the podcast. So Nerd Bomber, wh- wax away. What, what, what's your experience with Neopets been like? What has it given you? So I was a huge Neopets fan. If I go back to the days of the early 2000s, late 90s, I played Neopets religiously like every single day for at least an hour or so. And man, for at least a couple years. And it really was. It was a cultural phenomenon at the time because I remember like Limited 2, if you guys remember that clothing store. I do. They actually had a Neopets branded line of clothing and visors. So I had like a Neopets t-shirt. I had a Neopets visor. I didn't go much beyond that, but I did have like the Neopets trading card game and Neopets plushies in real life. There was a trading card game? I mean, I, there I, was- I you're saying all these things and aren't they just like souped up tamagotchis or my misunderstanding what the concept is so basically the concept of the site was that you did you had basically a pet that you took care of and you adopted and created the pet when you first logged onto the site and then past that it was kind of like almost like a little global economy and i know tech was also really big into neopets so he can chime in at any time but basically you spent your time on the website you could play flash games and you would get neo points which was the currency of the website for every game that you played there was a whole economy where you could then spend those neo points you could set up a neo shop where you, you could even se- gamble yeah you could gamble they had like poker and stuff like that and different various gambling games that you could play Um, and they put neo on the front of everything oh yeah what it sounds like and there were message boards and a very vibrant community of people that you could interact with one of the things that i actually loved best about it was that there were different guilds that you could join and that was basically a group of people much like in other video games and stuff of like-minded people and you would all work together especially there were a lot of site-wide events so they would have like a story and different games or things that you had to do around the website because there were different tasks like there are maps on the website and you could explore different worlds and different like villages and you would basically follow the event storyline and get points for your guild and your team and stuff and basically it was just it was a very community driven website and they did for a kid so like I, I guess I'll admit this I didn't want to have the locks on because if you signed up as a child account, you couldn't freely or as freely communicate on the message boards and stuff. So I made an adult account and like it was a very vibrant community. Like you could talk to people, but they did have a really good and kid friendly section of the website where if you were 
signed up as under 18, you couldn't do a lot of things. Like you couldn't just openly communicate and message people on the website. But I mean, I think I even learned some of the HTML skills that I have through Neopets because I think you can make on your shop page, you could like customize it. And I think you had your Neo home that you could customize with HTML. So basically... It's it's mentioned in this article is that the quote is that they've been Neopets has been slowly fading over the past several years, but has maintained a cult following, especially among young women who credit the site with helping them learn to code, uh, which I did not know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could do pretty much everything. I think on, on the website or on the on your shop site, rather, you could have like I don't know if you guys remember like GeoCities websites. So you basically could change yeah. the background. It was also a little bit like MySpace. You could put like background music, put sparkle glitter text and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just like very basic early coding, but it was just it was something that other people were doing. So you just wanted to learn it. And honestly, I love the site. But one of the the major things is that as everybody moved onto phone driven both mobile browsing and gaming, they didn't really pivot with the rest of the world. They stayed very like web browser necessary, like you had to be at a computer. And so even now what they're rolling out isn't even so much of an app. It's just a mobile friendly version of their website so that when you go to their website on your phone, it kind of pulls up an app looking thing, but it's not fully an app. And so today I did do a little bit of digging. I created a new account And one of the things that Tactic and I were talking about earlier today that was kind of disappointing was that if your account was inactive for a while, which both of ours works, I don't, I don't know about you, Tactic, but I I haven't played in like 10 years. How about you? I have not. And I'm incredibly disappointed because I had super rare pets. Yeah. So like one of the other cool things was that there were quote unquote, like limited edition pets that you could adopt. So if you were around for a specific event, you could get like there was one called Grundo and it was a little alien guy and you could only, yeah. And I had one and you could only get it during this very exclusive timed event. And then after that, you just couldn't get them anymore unless you traded or adopted one. And like, so so all that stuff is gone. Basically. Kind of. It's like Pokemon. And I like mean, you could, and- you could even battle. It, it, you're right. Like you could battle your Neopets against each other. There was an option if you wanted to do that. There was a way for you to do that. So it, it's worth noting. And now I'm saying this as an outsider to the entire Neopets culture because I know nothing about it. They apparently ventured into mobile in the early 2000s. Did they? Um, sorry, not in the early 2000s. Uh, it revived characters from the early 2000s, but it was met with mixed reviews. It, it apparently it was their Legends and Letters game, which is. Apparently a combination of Neopets lore, puzzle game mechanic, and battles. Uh, it launched last year and it was met with mixed reviews. So this is not their first... So there, it sounds like there is some kind of app involved. Or, or there was some kind of app and it's, it was mixed reviews. No one uses it. Something like that. It's a little bit late for them to be, <laughs> to be, you know, turning their site into a mobile-friendly site, I, I would feel like. Uh, the site was sold to Viacom in t- 2005. Viacom being like the mo- one of the biggest entertainment conglomerates that exists so i just find that very interesting they were later sold to jumpstart uh which is so some people might recognize that as they make like toys jumpstart for kids basically grade, right yeah so yeah it, it's interesting to see it back i'm curious if I, I don't know i'm skeptical that it's enough to create like and granted pokemon go like lightning struck in six different places for that to be what it was but like it's not going to be that at all I, I I acknowledge that Neopets was a big deal, and I just, I missed the boat on that. One of the many things that I missed the boat on, but it's not even an app. It's just our site now works on your phone. It's like that so should have been, have been the case a long time ago. Why I left Neopets was because I got to an age where there the action quote unquote on that site just couldn't keep me captivated. I actually did not leave for a, a mobile mobile thing per se, but I left for another game called Maple Story, which was a little bit more kind of involved so even if they just have a mobile site i I don't think that it has for me what it takes to bring it back and i was trust me i was very into neopets at the time yeah we were actually talking and if we would have we probably did run into each other in neopet circles when we were both kids because we were both extremely into neopets and extremely into doing a lot of the same things on the site i will say i did like literally right as we were prepping for the show today, I made a new account and I was navigating the website and I don't like, I agree with you. I don't think making the website mobile friendly is nearly enough because so much of the website, even on the supposedly supported PC version, 
it does not work. Like the games don't right. work. They just don't load. And you they click be, on they, links and they, they might take you to traffic. nothing. They might have a lot of traffic right now because of, of this news. That, that's I'll throw them a bone and say maybe that's the case. I mean, I, I went into the Neo boards, which is like the message boards for the website. And apparently that's been like its state for a while. So. Gotcha. Well, I, it's interesting because I think, you know, it, well, the move is way too late. It makes sense. But I, I think you need to go fully app with it. And, and like, here's why. I, I think their intended audience you know, in as much as you, Nerd Bomber, I'm sure are their intended audience, their intended intended audience is probably younger children who you're not going to see a, a four-year-old sitting on a laptop, right? It's just, it's not going to happen. You're not going to see them going on Google and typing in Neopets. You're going to see them, their mom, who's tired, just being like, here, take my phone and play that game you like, or taking an iPad and playing a game you like, and just opening up an app that says Neopets and doing it that way. So like, it's, it, it is interesting I think the gap, and I, I never really thought about this, but I think the gap between just having a mobile site and having an app is very wide in that sense, in that the accessibility for especially very young children who might respond to the educational nature of the games and the cartoonishness of like the pets themselves, like they need to get on that. And to get them on that, you need, you need something like an app, I think. I mean, I just, I don't understand what happened to it because it really did feel like one of those brands that if they would have kept up with the times, it probably would have continued to succeed just based on nostalgia alone. Because I know like if Neopets was fully fleshed out by the time that I have a kid, I would totally be into giving them that experience because Neopets it was. It was very educational, cutesy, and very like, it felt like a safe environment to play around in. And right now like it just feels like it literally it's nostalgic because when i open the website it looks exactly like it did when i left it in the early 2000s <laughs> right like, so like windows 98 yeah like that yeah. that kind of situation and that's not that's not great i, I mean it's interesting because I, I would think if they're you know i'm reading an article about this on the verge like this is this is clearly news they're clearly publicizing this as like this is our big thing come check it out sounds like they might not have been ready <laughs> But, you know, they do say it, it's in beta and there could be uh, brighter days for Neopets ahead. Um, it, it is interesting, you know, when you think about parents passing on things to their kids and like this could certainly be one of them. Right. But, like uh, for me, I don't know what what the heck I'd pass on to my kids. Um, but like you don't like, have like a single how- franchise from when you were a child that you'd be like, yo, you should definitely get into this. Like, what would you want to share? Oh, boy, it's a good question that I would mine's Pokemon without a doubt or. I'm sure, yeah. Pokemon is one of the obvious ones uh, that I, again, I missed the boat. Man. Digimon, See, I, was, I changed my answer. A lot more uh, raw. For me, it would probably be Star Wars, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it even counts because that's still going on. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. In terms of, like, thing franchises that I most responded to in my childhood, Star Wars was one of them. Metroid Prime doesn't seem big enough to justify that kind of response and, like, showing it to a kid. I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that. Maybe I'll tweet about that because that's an interesting question. But like I know off the top of my head, like I have some niche ones like Neopets would be one. Obviously, like Pokemon and Digimon would be one that I would want to share. But also, strangely, the book series Warriors, Warrior Cats. And I yeah. shared that with your little sister. because You shared that up. with my little sister. Yeah. which uh, You told me, get her these warrior books. I did. She's read a bunch of them. She read the, the dog ones, too, which I don't remember what the dog ones are called. They might still be called Warriors, but they're, it's dogs instead of cats. The original one is cats, right? Yeah, it was all cats. I don't think I read the dog ones. The cat the dog- books, the cat books, there were so many of them. I tapped out after like, because there were several arcs of those books. And I think like there, I got into the fifth arc or whatever. And then I tapped out because there were so many. So this is a fun thing. I, I, I'm I'm now trying to investigate Neopets and, and what I missed out on. Because like we were talking about, it does seem like it was kind of a cultural phenomenon. Okay, so it, it was launched in 1999. In 2005 is when it was sold to Viacom. How much do you think they bought Neopets Incorporated for? This is $2,005, bear in mind. But I'm going to say curious. probably like $10 million maybe. No, I'm going to say a, a cool 500000 Guys, it's hundred. it was $160 million. Like this was, really? At one point, this was a giant. This was, I mean, because again, this was also kind of before a lot of social media happened. So like this was, this was one of, this was a place that a lot of people went on the internet. You it know, was like, like kid social media. It really was. It felt like that. I made legitimate friends who I'll never talk to because we had Neopets names and didn't actually exchange real information with each other. But there were people that I talked to like every day on that website. 
now what I at what I asked you guys before we started recording this was what do what do you call some a, a neopet enthusiast? Like is there is and I I'm not seeing anything on the Wikipedia that that answers this question. But like what, what do you do you call them a neopetter? I don't know. You call the neopets neopets obviously. But what do you call the neopet trainers and handlers, you know? I mean, I think I, everyone was considered a neopian if you were like a citizen of neopet neo what is it? Neotopia. Neotopia, yeah. You can when you can also yeah this is social media like it's reading this users may request other users to be neo friends or block oh, other yeah. users. It, it it was social media it was just it was early like when was MySpace this was right around MySpace time right oh yeah like I said a lot of the HTML modification that you could do to your shops and stuff on Neopets was the same kind of stuff you were doing on MySpace so basically I graduated off of my Neopets HTML tinkering to tinkering with my MySpace page yeah, it started so Neopets started before MySpace. MySpace started in 2003 and was sold in 2005. So like very, very similar timelines. And you could make the argument that Neopets got there first, which is like never a sentence I thought I would say. That's very interesting. The main uh, difference is you couldn't put yellow card on your page. That was it. <laughs> you could find Lights a MIDI sound, of man. any any song that you wanted. If you found a MIDI version, you could embed it. Bloody. I know that MySpace, it's crazy to think MySpace is still... MySpace still exists, guys. Like, it's still out there. You ever think I want to know who actively uses MySpace. Like, if you are an active MySpace user, I just, I really want to know because I feel like it's largely forgotten, but it does have a decent population. Like, people are still in, using it. In May 2016, the data for almost 360 million MySpace accounts was offered on a dark market website. That means, the, the takeaway is not the hack. The takeaway is, in May 2016, there were 360 million MySpace accounts. Like, what unless they're like old accounts from like unless, unless it's like you know what, what was your screen name back in back in the day like oh whatever man. whatever your, your aol email was like something some sort of song lyric with like six x's and different cases and like the some four numbers it was something they got like that email. super japanesey got- that i thought i was super cool <laughs> They got they got your junk mail probably in 2016. They're probably like, oh, this email that hasn't been touched since 1999. It's got some juicy dates on there. But yeah, who still uses MySpace? That's it's that's an interesting question. Kind of an offshoot from the original topic. But Neospet, Neopets Neospets uh, Neopets has a mobile website. So if you were a Neopets fan, or if you still are a Neopets fan, no judgment, you should go check it out. If you're uh, on Neopets, I can't promise how long I'll be playing it, but my new username is OW Nerd Bomber, so come find me, I guess. Let's be Neo friends. Wow, keep me updated on if you get any hits on that, because uh, that'll be interesting. So yeah, we're, we're going to move on now to some big news that dropped uh, today, actually, uh, was essentially uh, Bungie, I think, had a presser or something, and they talked a lot about Destiny 2. Now, Destiny 2 has been out for a long time, I believe... Also, Destiny launched in 2014. Destiny 2 launched in 2017. I do have the dates in front of me. So Destiny 2 has been around, it feels like for longer than that, but it's only been around for, you know, two and a half years or something like that. They've since had a number of expansions, two two major expansions coming in the fall. They tend to release expansions in the fall. And they announced today their next one coming in September called uh, Beyond Light is coming this fall. They also teased uh, The Witch Queen in 2021 and Lightfall in 2022. And perhaps most importantly, they did not mention any plans for Destiny 3, which some people were expecting given the development cycle of Destiny 1. So they're putting all their chips in the Destiny 2 basket, which is interesting um, because Destiny 2 has gotten blowback for a variety of things since it came out pretty much. But another cool thing that they're doing is Destiny 2 will be made available on PS5 and Xbox Series X for free to people who already own the game. And I don't know what that would, what that will look like, but they're doing things like that. They're, they're really putting a lot of effort, throwing their shoulder into uh, crossplay between PlayStation and Xbox, which is also super cool. Something I know that we would benefit from, because I think you guys have destiny for the Xbox and I have it for the PlayStation. So there's a lot of, a lot of meat there. My, so did you, did you guys ever play destiny Two? either of you? We have Destiny 2. We actually got it before it went free to play, I believe. And um, now we just never touched it. We finished Destiny 1. And I think we went all the way through the Taken King expansion. But that was it. That was when we stopped. I played Taken King. I played... uh, I think I played all all the Destiny 1 expansions. And I did get Destiny 2. Destiny, you know, the thing about Destiny, I love 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 the ip i think the universe is so cool i think the overall vibe 
is amazing. I had a lot of fun for a while, especially with Destiny 1. I had a lot of fun playing it. But I have to say, I cannot imagine grinding on one game for this long. You know, but, but I, I don't know. Sorry, Tactic, I think you're going to say something, so you can go ahead. I'll, I need to gather more of my thoughts on this. But I always thought the like combat was super great. I thought the IP was really, really awesome. But I need a game, if I'm going to grind like that, that has a story that just totally engulfs me. Uh-huh. And it's it's more of a raid-based game. So I just, I can never just completely immerse myself into that. Well, that was definitely a big misstep with Destiny 1. And I think that was highly criticized when the game came out is that it had all of this lore, but you had to log in either through your phone or a computer to read about it. And that just was, I think, a huge mistake. I mean, obviously, people stayed with the game because, like Tactic said, the gameplay was great. And the the feedback loop of basically shoot and loot and do everything all over again is very addicting and fun. But for people like us who are very story driven, having to go elsewhere for your story seemed like a bad move. And I don't know because we never played Destiny 2. Is Destiny 2 like that or did they improve on that? I my memory of the story in Destiny 2 is very limited. I think this, I want to say the story was shorter. It was a very similar experience story-wise. I, I, I think the meat of that game, I think you're absolutely right. I think the meat of that game is shoot and loot, which can be fun. It can also get repetitive, but it's not story-driven at all. It's just go to a planet, shoot a bunch of stuff, unlock something, and, and repeat. And, and you know, the multiplayer was amazing. Super, super tight gameplay. Uh was a really big fan of that. Uh, having fire teams with, with friends was really, really fun. But I just don't know, you know, I like I said, I can't, the expansions that I play, like I played Taken King, and I think there was one other one for, for Destiny 1 that I that I did play that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Iron, something Iron. Days, Rise of Iron was what it was. And the expansions didn't add enough. Like the expansions added stories that were short, but the stories had the same kind of lackluster quality of the main story. And again, I, I, I can't imagine playing a game for a year waiting for another expansion. And like they do do seasonal updates, but like it's, it's so piecemeal and and i'm also kind of a completionist so like the very idea of a game like destiny and destiny 2 is that you can't be a completionist you're never done you know you're always you're always going that stresses me out (laughs) um with all that said you know the things that they're doing at bungie again with focus on making it easier for the console transition uh for, for their existing players um is, is a huge step because I, I know a lot of people had a hard time. A lot of their fans had a hard time moving from destiny one to destiny two because they lost everything and they didn't want to do that. You know, people who had spent a lot of time grinding in destiny one, building up arsenals and the way their character looked and the way their character was, you know, they didn't want to lose that. And, and to me, that's understandable. I'll be curious to see if they handle that better with destiny three, but you know, in the interim with the console transition, it sounds like they're trying to handle it better. Not saying you have to start all over and, you know, making cross play more possible, which is something that, I think we're seeing more and more of, but we need to see even more of. So it's very cool. I think it's interesting. Like I know a lot of people are expecting an announcement for Destiny 3 at some point, but I I can't remember this correctly. And I might be speaking totally out of turn. But I think one of the reasons why Bungie split from Activision was because Activision was expecting that like yearly or every couple year annual release of a new title. Whereas Bungie just wanted to basically have a single game and update it indefinitely. So I wonder if we'll ever actually get a Destiny 3 in true form or if it will just like build off of Destiny 2 and you'd be able to take everything with you, much like what they're doing with basically just porting over to the new console. So I can't speak to the Activision stuff. Uh, What I can say is that in all of their press today, they didn't they were asked specifically about Destiny 3 and they said that there are no plans in place for it, which people, again, were expecting that to be the case and it's not. There is other news uh, that also broke today that suggests that they're focused on, and I'm quoting an IGN headline here, new IP that is quote-unquote comedic and will feature quote-unquote whimsical characters, according to job listings that Bungie has posted. So potentially they're going in a different direction. Uh, Destiny is not a very lighthearted thing. You know, you, you have Nathan Fillion doing wisecracks but that's that's about all you get in terms of anything comedic or anything whimsical so it sounds like they could be going in a different direction um well i think whimsical i do not think sci-fi necessarily so it, it would also be a huge jumping off point for them in that sense yeah elven uh, for me comes to mind yeah I, I i do i do think more i get well skyrim's not very whimsical either but closer to skyrim than to halo is what i envision uh for better or for worse so 
that adds an interesting element to this. You know, what are Bungie's plans? They're an independent publisher now. They don't have to deal with Activision. They can do whatever they want. And they've kind of shown that with, the, with again, the cross-play and the free-to-play stuff. They're, they're making their own mark uh, independently, which is cool. It's going to be very interesting to see where they go uh, from here with all of this. I mean, I mean, do, knowing what you know about Destiny Two, and you don't think you've had it for a while, do you have any? Do you guys have any intent of of playing it? I don't know if I have any intent of revisiting it. I can't imagine an expansion providing anything for me in terms of excitement. We fully intend on playing it when the weather gets crummy again. But with a lot of other good games coming out, it, it seems to keep getting kicked to the back burner. But it's nothing shy of not wanting to. Right. Well, I mean, there's no, again, there's no story draw. It's it's not, you play it knowing exactly what it's going to be, which is, like you said, a shoot and loot where there's a lot of great customization. There's a lot of great upgrading and it's very fun. And it's 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 grinding in the in the most fun possible way. At least that's my experience with it. See, what I'd always, and this, this is like a super retrospective comment, but when I initially saw and played the beta for Destiny, the original thing, when I saw all the trailers and the sneak previews, what I kind of envisioned was that it would be something kind of like Borderlands, but with more like MMOE type interactions with other players, but with that kind of story. And that is not what we got. And so like, like Tactic said, like, we're going to play it eventually. But there's so many other compelling games that constantly come out all the time. And knowing that there's really no end in sight to this game, I think it would be very difficult to immerse myself and not kind of feel tugged away by other releases that are coming out. Well, uh, maybe one of those releases will be Bungie's new whimsical IP. But yeah, I, I to me, Destiny, and, and I haven't played Borderlands. I, I've played Borderlands 1 very briefly. To me, they're synonymous. They're, they're shoot and loot grinders. But it sounds like that's not really the case. I think I probably play them both very similarly. But Borderlands doesn't... Does that even have multiplayer mode the way Destiny does? Borderlands, um, you basically group up with several other players, but you don't... like. There's no single hub area where you can go and see a bunch of other people at once. And there's really... Gotcha. I mean, I think you can do raids and like backfill your party, but again, there's like a party cap. You can't have like an, a huge raid of people. Right. They might have changed that in Borderlands 3, but we never did any... I think we never actually finished Borderlands 3. Ooh. Destiny, I mean, yeah. De- there was a time with Destiny. I, I don't want to sell it short. Um, like, if you're thinking about trying it, I don't want to I don't want to tell you not to. Because, especially with Destiny 1, when I was first going, it was addicting. And it was it was really satisfying. You know, shoot, shoot and loot. The loot has to be satisfying. And it was. Like, it, 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 and the multiplayer was, I, I hadn't done a lot of online multiplayer gaming in a while when I turned to Destiny. It was a great way to come back to that. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't want to sell it short. I, I think Destiny's a great franchise, but for me, I I can't imagine what it would take for them to get me kind of back on, on the train with the, in that regard. So that's that's the Bungie update. Uh, we want to hear from you uh, on, on our social meds, whether you're a Destiny player, whether you're excited about the new expansions, what you think this mystery IP that they're reaching out with job listings for could be. Uh, so please, by all means, at Online Warriors one at OW Legal 86, at OW Tactic, at OW Nerd Bomber, we are all available and ready to tweet out at you and have conversations with you. So let's do that. We're going to take a short break now. Uh, but I do want to shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Ben Chekness, who joined us a couple weeks ago for a show. Uh, that was one of the many benefits he receives as a Patreon producer. Um, he supports us at the night level uh, on our Patreon, uh, which is the highest of the three levels, and that gets him uh, the occasional guest spot, which he he just did uh, weekly uh, shout out uh, in this in the form of this current shout out. Uh, he gets input into the game segment. He gets uh, access to the monthly secret segment and vlog as well. So if you want to be like Ben. The night level is the place for you. Uh, we also have the Squire level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment of vlog, and the Page level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment. So, for more of the details on that, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash Online Warriors Podcast for more of the details. Thanks again to Ben, and we will be right back. Hi, my name is Chris. And my name is Aaron. And here are a few things you may need to know or maybe you just forgot. Every week on Go Check Yourself, we rewatch and analyze an episode of NBC's cult classic Chuck. As two lifelong fans of the series, we discuss how it intersects with pop culture and why this fan favorite is so beloved, even over a decade after it aired. 
Every episode of Go Chuck Yourself is equally as dramatic, irreverent, and dare we say awesome as Chuck itself without all the explosions and Yvonne Strahovski. Chuck us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't Don't freak freak out! out. Okay, uh, we're back uh, to talk about Bill and Ted Face the Music. Now, the first trailer for this came out today, the day that we're recording this. This is a highly anticipated uh, movie, of course, a sequel to both Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted... What's the second one called, Tactic? I don't remember. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And then the first Bogus one Journey. is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So the basic premise here... Uh, I've, I haven't seen any of them. I know Nerd Bomber hasn't seen any of them. So Tactic, check my work here. There are these two stoner rocker like Wayne's World guys who are they enter a phone booth and are they time travel is that is that the basic gist of it basically the trailer just the gist changes between the movies um as far as the purpose of time traveling well because they go back and like they they go back to certain points in history right like that's the thing i'm so so in the first in the first movie they had to travel through time so that they can meet um historical figures and pass their history report the second one which is what seems to be related more to this third installment is they had to stop someone who sent replicas of them into their past to kill them. They died, met the Grim Reaper, duped the Grim Reaper, then traveled to take out those replicas, then traveled to the future to play it's the so most... surprisingly convoluted. I never expected this in depth. It is. It's absolutely convoluted, and it's amazing. Then they... They played this excellent song, and they were supposed to, like, harmonize the world in the second one, but then what it's showing in the third one is that they basically were just average Joes that just liked to jam and didn't fulfill their destiny. So it seems like they're kind of circling back to right those wrongs and fulfill their excellent adventure. So we find them basically playing, like, wedding gigs and stuff, and... Yeah, the, the the presumption is that they're supposed to at some point write the greatest song ever, and they can't figure out how to write it. So I don't know which one is Bill and which one is Ted. One of them has the idea to travel into the future, meet their future selves, and ask their future selves how to write this song, or like just say what the song is, and then come back and play it, and everything will be happy. Because apparently there are some there are some people, some future people who are like you. You were supposed to write the greatest song, and you haven't yet. I don't know. As an outsider, it's pretty confusing. My main takeaway is Keanu Reeves, man. Looks great. Uh, Looks exactly well, the same. Actually, I was just going to say about something about his looks. And I don't think I'm alone uh, with this thought, according to the internet. And that is Keanu Reeves is the only person I have ever seen ever, 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 ever that looks somehow older when he shaves. So you should That's keep true. that beard, Keanu, because you look great with it. So I think you're right about that. There, there's, and I, I should be clear. There is, there is dad energy. There's definite dad energy. Not a bad thing. But like in terms of like how his face itself looks, still super young. And what, how old is this guy? Like 60? How old is Keanu Reeves? He's not that old. Let me Google it. But no, there's it, he's no way he's 60. There's that theory. Have you guys have read that theory online that he's, he's a, immortal? He's, yeah. He is, he's 55. I was not that far off. He's 55. I'll tell you right now, that guy don't look 55 in this trailer or with a beard but yeah i, I don't know I, I i never watch these movies i know that the whole shtick is they say certain catchphrases and they do the guitar riff thing a lot which i guess is a big thing yeah um and they, yeah they say excellent a lot when, when when did the first movie come out because i legitimately again i have no idea it had to be in the 90s i remember it was almost always on tv when i was younger and weirdly enough i watched it every time that's that's why I can recite everything that happens, no matter how convoluted it may be. But if it came out before that, I'd be surprised, yeah. So the the interesting thing about this, too, is that you have to imagine being... Uh, okay, I looked in... So Keanu, Ted is Keanu Reeves, I've just learned. Imagine being the guy that plays Bill. What has he been in? I don't recognize the guy. Like, he they were both in this in this movie and keanu rocketed to stardom either due to this or something else i guess oh the matrix is definitely what rocketed him though to stardom he was just floating in other movies after this this guy alex winter i mean what what a huge get for him i I, when they came to him and were like we want to make bill and ted 3 i'm sure he was like yeah please 
Like I've been waiting. That is not what I've been waiting for years. And I quote, "Excellent." Excellent. Yeah, I. It's so. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to watch the first two in order to have any interest in going to see this one. The trailer seemed good, but like I have no connection to any of it. Or at least watch the second one if you're going to watch one, because that ties in with a lot of. they showed death in the trailer as well, and they're all buds with him, so you got to be able to understand that back history. The whole premise and the whole thing and just the whole vibe of it is like, is, is to me, is like a decom. That when I, when I hear the premise of like, they have to do their history paper and stuff, I'm like, okay, this is a Disney Channel original movie that somehow <laughs> snuck its way into Hollywood and got on the big screen. Although I guess Ferris Bueller's Day Off is kind of a similar situation. Bueller. The 80s were weird, man. The 80s were like... It was like John Hughes and like everyone was in high school and like they don't make movies like that anymore. I would argue. Super bad. I guess Super Bad was kind of like that. But you get my point. Bill and Ted Face the Music is coming. Well, I have to Google it to find out when, when the release date is. It's this year. I know that. Um, this this the year 2020. August 21st, 2020 is when this is coming out. So uh, hopefully by then you'll be able to go to this theater yourself and see it if, if you're so inclined. Um, although it could be one of these fun in-home release situations that we've been seeing lately so be on the lookout for that if you're a bill and ted fan explain to me on twitter why i just upset you because I'm, I'm sure i just did um but for now we're going to move into the what are you up to wednesday segment and find out what we've all been up to in these past couple of weeks i'm going to go first because i have a diatribe today i have a beef mega beef with with is it is it ubisoft or ubisoft i never know I feel like I say it differently every time I say it. So either yeah. one works. Huge video game fan, playing video games for many, many years, played many Ubisoft games. Still don't know how to say the company's name. But uh, this is the company that made Starlink Battle for Atlas, which I've been playing and very much enjoying on the Nintendo Switch. In spite of what I'm about to say, I think I would recommend it. So so I don't have... This is the game that comes with like the toys and stuff. I didn't have any of those. I was just playing the game, which is just a kind of you're in a ship the whole time it's kind of rpg-ish it's like an rpg with ships basically super fun very very low-key which is kind of what i was looking for uh i guys i had put in according to my save file which i don't know how accurate it is given what i'm about to tell you it says i put in 120 hours which for me in a video game is unheard of at least double the next highest number i've ever put into a video game i'm fairly confident in that. so when did you get the game uh a while ago uh i didn't start playing it until after i beat luigi's mansion but that was play probably coming up on, on a month ago now um so I've that had, means I, over the last month say you played every day for like 30 days you played like four hours a day does that sound about right no that can't see when you put it like that that can't be right the the file has to be the timestamp on the file has to be wrong but that's not a, that's not going to change what i'm about to say because I, I i put in many many solid hours into the game I was doing a fast travel to a different planet and the game crashed and I was like, no big deal. I'll reboot it. And I I think at that point I was, I don't have a way of knowing. Uh, I was at least halfway through the campaign. I had leveled up my ship a lot. Uh, The save file got corrupted and I lost like essentially everything. So I'm done playing that game. Uh, I'm upset about it. Obviously Uh, I had fun while I was playing it. I guess now that you say that there's no way I put 120 hours in. It has to be something to do with the fact that, I didn't, I didn't play anything else on the Switch that whole time and just kept putting the Switch to sleep, which might have been why the game save file got corrupted. I have no idea. I pierced the defense or there was just some general data corruption that lost almost all my data. So on deck, I have What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, which is a much lighter, like eight hour story driven experience, which I'm excited for because I've heard great things about it. And then Last of Us 2 is we're like a week and a half away from that now. Couldn't be more excited. Other than that... Not a whole lot going on here. I'm reading a... I mean, it's, it's, it's Stephen King time of year, guys. Uh, summer is always when I read a lot of Stephen King. I'm hitting one of his older ones up called Firestarter, which you may have heard of. Uh, there was also a movie starring Drew Barrymore way back in the 80s. It is fantastic. It's got to be one of my favorite Stephen Kings I've read so far. I'm about, I'm a little more than halfway through it. Uh, there's no danger of losing any saved data on that because it's a, it's a book, which is the great thing. Um, have you read all of Stephen King's books at this point? No, not even close. Uh, he has, I think 60 published. So last year for my birthday, my amazing girlfriend got me every single Stephen King book that at the time had been published, which I think she told me it was like 60 books or something. I've probably read 12. I, I, I haven't even, I'm not even close to halfway is what I can say. I'm maybe a quarter of the way. I might've read 15. But it's good because I, I have a lot of a backlog of a, 
a lot of great books from a prolific author who people love that I can just pull off the shelf and read at any time. And in this case, that was Firestarter. I probably will also read Salem's Lot over the summer, uh, which I'm looking forward to. So that is the update on me. Uh, Tectic, give us the deets. So whatever's been happening in my life, it has been very superhero centric this past week. And so the first thing that I want to touch on is that Nerd Bomber and I started watching the show The Boys, which is a very graphic um, kind of if we lived in a world where superheroes were real people who have flaws, what would that look like? And we're one episode in and by gosh, it is it is it intense. So, so far, very good. And I recommend it. And then the other thing is... It's inspired me and a number of other things in my life to start designing a super suit. And many of you probably think I'm insane, but I'm at the early stages. So if you can think of, don't do, don't say flying, because flying is hard. If you can think of things that I should put on a super suit that are realistic, drop it in social media that are realistic, drop it in the, that are realistic, drop it in the social media. I might drop some things in the social media. They may or may not be realistic. What's the quote from Star Wars? We will be watching a career with great interest. That's I'm that character right now. I will be watching this with great interest uh, as a bystander because I'm not as handy as you are. Uh, but it sounds very interesting. And hopefully if I get into any trouble, you will come and save me with your superhero suit and powers and general awesomeness. So props to you on that. Uh, have you thought of any good names? Because that's also critically important. I don't know if you are you ready to unveil that yet. Tech might depend tech. on the powers okay uh keeping it simple uh, i have to give you credit for that um people will associate a superhero with the online warriors brand which i am obviously super on board with so yeah a plus power to you my friend keep us up to speed i've heard a lot of things about the boys uh i've heard that it's pretty intense like graphic violence and like just gritty um but you're enjoying it so far you said one episode in yeah so far well again keep keep me updated i guess Nerd Bomber, hit us up. So we also went on a bit of a Kumail Nanjiani kick. So we watched two of his movies. Uh, one is The Lovebirds. That was, I think it debuted on Netflix what, last month or something like that. And so we did watch that. It was a very cute, like, kind of... It reminded me of uh, something like Game Night or... What was that movie with Steve Carell and Tina Fey? date night <laughs> date night so it reminded me of like yeah. date night or game night one of those type of movies they had a uh, night yeah it, it's like a very kind of cutesy rom-com where the couple is kind of on the outs and then a night of adventure and dire straits brings them back together um and then we also watched stuber which honestly like okay it wasn't a great movie but it was entertaining and we had been put off from watching stuber for quite a while because it had terrible reviews and like yeah i don't know if it deserved 20 yeah. percent on rotten tomatoes it was or far whatever. better than what the critics uh clamored it on yeah like you had to go into that movie for knowing what it was you know what i mean like it was just right. gonna be a stupid buddy entertainment movie like i don't know we weren't expecting much and we were subtly entertained um other than that the only major thing i've got going on is that i got a better office chair so it is a gaming slash office chair it's like the racer back style and it comes with this great lumbar support that has like a massage feature if you plug it into a usb port and i got it because i don't know when i'll be going back to my regular office and at the moment or like probably like a week ago, I was using a folding chair that had a $10 lumbar support that I had used in my car. And it was held in place with an ethernet cable and a clamp, like a hardware clamp. So that was not really cutting it. My back was hurting. My butt was hurting. So I finally just sprung for a GT racing chair. And so far, so good. For a hundred bucks, honestly, can't beat it. Good to hear. I'm still. I'm, did you guys ever watch The Big Sick? Because you've mentioned two Kumail Nanjiani movies. You didn't mention my favorite one. I did watch The Big Sick. I don't know if Tactic has seen it. I watched that one well, when I was by myself at Christmas. I have not seen it. Love The Big Sick. Big fan of that movie. You're right too. That going into 
having the right expectations for movies is very important. And I feel like we've kind of said goodbye to that recently where it's just like every movie has to be this amazing thing. And like, yeah, we don't have time to get into it, but I have, I have plenty of counter examples for like from early, like from the nineties that were like, you kind of knew going in, this wasn't going to be a showstopper and you didn't care. And now we always seem to care very deeply. At least critics do. So, Well, I think that's kind of like a bad thing. And I, I appreciate Netflix for that because we've stopped stopped expecting those like B movies. You know, everything has to right. be an A blockbuster. And some right. of the better movies, some of the ones that I look back fondly on from the 2000s, the early 2000s, were those like B movies, the stupid rom-coms or just the oh, stupid yeah. buddy movies. And they don't really make those anymore because they won't sell like gangbusters at the movie theater. But I think Netflix is really starting to like fill that void and pick up some of these movies that kind of fill that niche, which I appreciate a lot because I still love a stupid rom-com. Do you guys remember just sidebar fantasy movie league? Do you remember that? <laughs> We've I been missed. off that wagon for a while and granted I was never very good at it, but it was good. It was fun. I hope we get to do that again sometime soon. Hopefully soon. Right. Right now is when we would be talking about that, right before the, the the game show segment, but we can't talk about it because it's still on hiatus. So instead, I'll turn it over to Tectic, who will lead us through today's game segment, which is about swimming pools, if I'm told correctly. Yeah, so let's jump right in. <laughs> Splash! <laughs> Time to get your feet wet. <laughs> Tectic, I am on, you are I am on fire. You are ready to be a father. That that much I can I can <laughs> confirm for you. All right, so we're gonna jump right in this time. No, no pun intended. So the trivia is going to be prices right style. I have mm. five questions and a emergency pull lever in case of a tie question. You're not so, gonna need it. The first question is in the United States, how many residential pools exist? Who goes first? I don't care. <laughs> okay. Oh you know, I'll I'll be a sport. I'll go first. Uh how many residential pools exist in the United States? Uh this is this is this is a lot this is more than you'd think it's gonna be uh i'm gonna say uh, 24 million okay um I, I have no basis for these numbers i'm thinking about my street and on my street i would say probably 25 percent of people have a pool okay well in that case i under undercounted well did i but I'm trying to think about the population of the United States. And I honestly, I feel like at one point I knew this number and I no longer do. But I want to say, well, is this well, been like 300,000 people live in the United three, States? 300, or 300 million. million. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say it's around 330 million. But the thing is, you have to think about that. A lot of people in apartments. In the and city. families. And, and, and families. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of, I, I initially thought of like, let's try and base it on population, but that only gets you so far. So I just kind of said 24 million. So I'm, I'm going to step through this. So let's say the average family has three people in it. So now let's cut that down. So now we have 111 million. And now let's say we've got a bunch of people in cities. So now maybe you've probably only got like 50 million outside of cities i don't know that seems like another <laughs> shot i just i don't know what's happening with these numbers uh so 25 percent of 50 million let me do that quick mental math here if i can do it's that like, it's like between 12 and 13 million so yeah 12 and a half million i will go with I, that i i loved the quick draw assumptions i don't care if the answer is right i don't know who's gonna be right but tactic <laughs> tell us so nerd bomber was incredibly close really <laughs> but she busted it was 10.4 million oh my god wow so i was way off okay so we both busted no points um Boy, I I feel like I should get a bonus if, point just for like the if, mental gymnastics I have to go through to If she had used the actual average family size instead of the minimum requirement to create a family, <laughs> then is the average family size four? Yeah, what is the average? It's it's four and a half. I thought it was. Darn it! So close. Okay, so and since you ha can't have a half a child, it's four. I don't know about that. Watch me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me what I can't do. Uh, okay, what's the next question? So, how big is the largest pool in the world? And we're looking for this answer in gallons. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm literally trying to think of how big a gallon is right now. That's where I'm. That's my starting point. So. I know we have a fairly large pool 
like a circle pool, you know, and it, <laughs> unless it happens to be the biggest in the world, I don't know how far this is going to get you. Well, but go ahead. I, I'm just trying to get like my mental, mental math in order. So I know that's like a 20,000 gallon pool and it's only like five feet deep. So probably I'm thinking like an Olympic size pool, maybe from like, I don't know if high school pools are the same size as an Olympic size pool. It's probably like one and a half, no, two and a half times that. So, uh, I'm going to say 50,000 gallons and then someone out there probably made like a ginormous one because they're a millionaire and they can. So I'm going to go with a hundred thousand gallon pool. Okay. I'm fairly confident it's larger than that. Uh, again, loved the reasoning through it though. I- I'm, I'm just going to double you and say 200,000 cause I'm pretty sure it's larger than both of those numbers. So illegal gets it. It is located in San Alfonso del Mar in Chile, and it is 66 million gallons. <laughs> is it like the size of a state? So like, what the heck? It literally looks like a beach. Chile is just one big pool. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I had a feeling we might have been orders of magnitude off, but I, I wanted to play it safe. They're taking okay. infinity pool to a new level. Okay, so here's an important one. What percentage of people pee in the pool? Oh my god. Uh... I love this question. One of the most interesting questions we've had in these quizzes. It's 6%. If it's anything higher than that, I'm going to be upset. 6%. Okay. I'm going to say it's much higher than that. I'm going to say at least 50%. Come on. You've all thought about doing it. 50? You were a kid at one point who didn't want to get out of the pool and you peed in the pool. So, but here, Just admit it. So here's the thing. In order to collect this, people have to willingly admit to peeing. In the that is an element of this. Don't don't help our tactic. Are you saying fifty? I'm going with fifty. There's no way. So there's no way. It is higher by a good amount than what Ill- illegal said. But nerd bomber, you did bust. It's one in five. So we're looking at twenty percent of people pee God. in the pool, admittedly, which means it's realistically probably even higher than that. Cross my heart, hope to die. I have never even thought about doing. It. Even when I was a kid, I was like, no. I've never Gross. thought about it's too really? confined. It's not like it's like a the ocean or something. It's a I, pool. You know, I'll tell you right now, Nerd Bomber has peed in, in many pools. That, that that's the vibe I'm getting from her entire demeanor with this question. So when I was a kid, it was a process. So like it stopped at some point, right? Yes. Okay. And it only happened until <laughs> Okay. So when I was a kid, there before you really know how to swim, right? When you're like four, five years old or whatever, and you're still learning, right? right? We're talking and, about potty training or swimming? No, swimming. You just, and you've got you the just floaties go in there on. And pee. Yeah, right? sure. you got, you've got the wingies. You've got the floaties on, and it's such an ordeal to get in and out of the pool. And most of the time, like at least when I was extremely little and just learning how to do everything, I didn't have the motor skills to be able to get myself out of the pool with the floaties on. I couldn't grab the ladder and like make my butt go down because the floaties and stuff were keeping me upright. So instead of calling for my parent to get me out of the pool, it just it seemed like a lot of work. And, you know, just you went. were fresh off potty training. So you just went. And you know what? It happened. And then as soon as I got old enough to be able to hoist myself out of the pool, I just went and ran in the, in the bushes. And I went because I wasn't allowed to go in the house unless I dried off. So I just like ran in the bushes, did my business, came back. So I was going to ask you, how old do you think you were the last time you peed in the pool? And I, yeah, I need you to be honest here. This is a safe space. I mean, pretty little. Basically, once I was able to 13, get myself 14. out of the pool. No, once I was able to actually like use the ladder myself. Hmm. So a fun fact about this statistic is when I first looked it up, it just said 100% of people pee in the pool. So I don't believe any of that story. Um, so moving on to the next question. I'm saying every child has peed in the pool. So Maybe you just don't even remember it. I'm up to nothing right now, and there's only two questions left. So you got to run, run it. You got to run it now. Okay. So what is the oldest known pool in existence? Okay. This is Nerd Bomber for It time. doesn't need to be functioning now. It's just our records based on archaeologists and stuff. What is the oldest known record of a pool, rather? How does like the BC and AD stuff work with busting rules? BC gets bigger the older you go, right? So So if you guess 0 AD, you busted on a BC. Okay. 
That confused me even more. Can you explain what you mean? <laughs> so 100 BC is earlier than 0 AD, right? Which means yeah. you busted if the answer is 100 BC. Okay, so it's just, it, you have to just go early enough is, okay. Okay, I'm good. Okay, I'm going to go with 800 BC. Oh, it's older than that. Uh, <sighs> is it though? Because I don't oh, want to help 100%. you, but like they called them baths. They didn't call them pools. Sick. 1600 bc i'm just I'm just gonna double your answer again i might still be too late though okay so illegal takes it wow. darn it, it was 3000 bc oh wait so no you both busted bust yeah, we yeah bo- you we both, both busted bust yeah. bc is I was hard on the, bc I was on the is right so track. hard i was on the right track but i didn't go late i should have just gone way earlier if i was thinking but i was on the right track okay so now i'm trying to take a victory lap and we can make this last question worth two if you want to make it interesting I can give it two I'm parts. a good sport. It's, it's a two-parter question. Okay. Well, then let's, let's do this thing. The highest shallow dive was done from what height? It's a shallow dive. Um, a dive into a shallow body of water. So like the shallow end. I think... No. You- no. You can't dive into... The, you'll die if you dive into the shallow end. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> what was the... What was, at what height was the... That was the tallest suicide attempt attempted is what what that question would be. I was honestly, I was trying to math out in my head like, oh, what is the highest that you could go before you break? You guys are going to put your foot in your mouth when you get to the second part of this question. So what was the height? (laughs) I mean, shallow dive just means into a into a not an ocean is what I'm taking that to mean. So I'm going to say what's the height? Um, The tallest height, 200 feet. That seems high. 200 feet. I'm going to say 50 feet. You could have played it safe and just said one foot to avoid busting on, I don't know, every single question. (laughs) (laughs) So the answer is 33 feet, 10 inches. Oh, shoot. And the second part is this jump. How deep was the shallow body of water? that he jumped into wait a second how how high are the diving boards in like olympic diving those are 30 feet aren't they but those are not into a shallow dive they're so a dive is, this it is, is into the shallow end of a pool four feet okay yeah four that's feet. why i said y'all are gonna put your foot in your mouth in a little bit hey you guys made fun of me that's what i was going for i thought it was gonna be like a four foot deep pool why, so why who's diving into shallow that doesn't even make that's so dangerous they explicitly put high. it on all shallow pools they say do not dive yeah. all over the rail okay. so boy that you know that's is, the reason did I you just so give your answer i said four she, feet sh- she said four feet i haven't said anything yet i'm just saying i said 200 feet with the last question because i misunderstood the question i thought it was what's the highest dive ever like into a pool into the deep end of a pool which i said 200 i mean i'm pretty sure nirvana's right with four I, i'll I'm gonna, i have to go less i'm gonna say two feet I'm going to say he somehow jumped 33 feet into a bathtub into, into two feet of water and he survived. Tactic, so, tell me I'm right. So illegal was far closer. What? Come on. But he busted. No, sh- okay. Wait a second. <laughs> Did he like jump into a puddle? Like what? It was, was in, it was a shallow dive into 12 inches of water. How does that even work? It's called a face plant, basically. That's, yeah. It, what? It's a, what's it called? Belly flop. He belly flopped into 12 inches of water and didn't die. Is that the implication? Yes. What a weird question. Oh, my God. Did he have internal organ damage? Like, you basically flop on the floor of the puddle. He's in the Guinness World Book of Records, so I think one of the requirements is you have to live. It like it, it probably it like you know it probably like the water like cushioned his fall, and then when he hit the actual ground, he was moving a lot slower. Next it still had to I, hurt a lot though. Next I mean, time I jump I'm wondering puddle, if it was a kiddie pool you know. placed on top of pillows, so like he was technically into the water from that height, but there wasn't straight concrete. Yeah, but here's the thing: if I jumped 33 feet into a 12 inches of water with even with there were pillows underneath it i would die there's no way i wouldn't die there has to be some kind of technique to avoid dying in that scenario I, it must be belly flopping i don't know but that is insane uh i'll, I'll take the win we busted a lot but i'll, I'll take the win so Best. i'll be given the next uh the quiz next week thank you to tactic for that very illuminating quiz about pools 
it's been another great episode. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with all of you. Thank you so much for listening. If you are so inclined, hit us up on the social media. We've mentioned our handles already at Online Warriors One, at OW Legal Eighty Six, at OW Tactic, at OW Nerd Bomber. You can also head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We always love hearing from people over there. And in general, just yeah, thanks again. Hopefully, we'll see you around here same time, same place next week. See you all then. Have a good one.